you know that in Canada they call it a tickle trunk? Uh, how do I how do I start? <laughs> you started already. Let's do it. I had to shake them on my last case, big O don't play. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Musky Hunks podcast. <laughs> I'm one of your, I'm just going to say six hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. Yeah, we, we started with that. Thank you for that. Uh, we, I don't even know what. So this episode is going to be, I don't even know. All of us are here. We're just going to, we're going to get into this one and just, this is going to be an interesting episode. So uh, before, <laughs> do I need to like, st- do I need to start over? I feel like no, I need to no, start over. We're good. Uh-uh. All right. I'm just, yeah, rat- the tickle trunk rattled me. I'm, s- <laughs> I can't even handle it right now. That'll happen. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're here to do a musky hunks podcast tonight. We have five, we have six other people on the line. Ryan, did you say you had a guest? Three, four, five, six. Okay, so we have six of us on the line here tonight. So, who do we have on the phone? We're going to start with Mr. Donnie, the stinky, swinky. Evening, boys. Good evening. What's up, Donnie boy? Evening. Oh, not much, not much. Just hanging out, looking forward to hearing about uh, Nate's mountain climbing thing at the Twin Peaks today. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 uh, t- something changed over there. Do you guys notice this? That Don, Donnie got a, a set of headphones. I was thinking new? that was new. Has Is that been, new? Has the shoulder mount behind new. you always okay. been there? Uh no, that okay. wasn't there. All right, uh, I've been I've been redecorating the basement. Something that I've been working on supposedly since I moved in, but since, because since it's my room, down it's the, the bottom of the list. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trip- spending more time down here these days. <laughs> How many years have you guys lived in that house? Uh, we moved in in 2019. Okay. All right. Almost officially moved in. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We also have on the call tonight, Mr. Nate. But a juice, but a juice, but a juice, Nate, bud. Love the show. Welcome back, buddy. How are you? Um, all right. You're recovering from you're recovering from your lunch today? Yeah. Something like that. We're gonna talk all about this lunch. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a little I'm a, I'm disappointed you're not calling in from Iron City Pantan. It's too cold down there. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't, I feel like being warm tonight. That's because you've been out you've been climbing to Twin Peaks. I've been out climbing, mountain climbing, <laughs> gazing. All right. We also have on the call tonight and please all of you feel to join in on this one. Give me a little help. We have on the call, Mr. Nick Feesler. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> How's it going over your way? Good, good. Good. You Back done out hunting? Of the snow. 
Yeah, done hunting. Got one one doe for the house. All right, that's that's yeah. meat in the freezer, baby. All right. Yeah. Just made some jerky today. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Nothing too exciting. All righty. Well, we also have on the call tonight, Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, gentlemen. Glad to, glad to be here tonight. Looking forward to uh, shooting the shit here for a while. I think that's like, I don't know, man. I really enjoy when it's just us and we can just talk about Nate. Sometimes climbing. it takes a little bit of time for us to get in the rhythm. But you know what? Once we get going, it, these ones always turn out to be pretty good. I so we, we, if we had more motivational chants, like feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, it's a box line, aggressive podcast time. I totally, before we we introduce our our Mexican correspondent here, we gotta. It's half Mexican correspondent. Okay, I'm sorry. Mexican Santa is what it says on my screen. Did he say hybrid? Hybrid. He said hybrid. I I literally just saw this clip the other day from when junior's in the bathroom and he's like, and Yule is like yelling at him there. He's like, he's going, I'm a mother that don't take no crap off of no one. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That whole part of the movie. Yeah. Cool oh, yeah. Runnings. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I love that. I love, I love when, uh, I, I think it's, I can't remember what the character's name, but he's like, I want to live here someday. And it's like a picture of Buckingham Palace. Yeah. The guy just starts laughing at him. That Dude. was his goal. Speaking of cool runnings, when my when my Switzerland buddy was in town for Thanksgiving, we asked him about it. I was like, how do you feel to be a villain in a fucking Disney movie? <laughs> he was like, he's like, you weren't that bad. Like, the Swiss weren't that bad. I was like, "Yeah, you guys were. You were really <laughs> shitty to the Jamaicans." And like, he like still, had, he like felt like he had to defend it. Yeah. I still yeah. hate Switzerland all because of that movie. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I fuck Switzerland. Can't even find it on a map, but I hate them. Yeah, neutral my ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. All right, we also have on this call. Welcome back, Mr. Ryan. Elizondo. Good evening, boys. How are you guys? Good. We're doing Great. good, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us here tonight. Not or, a problem. Or this is right after work for you. It's 615 over there. Oh, yeah. It was a long day for sure. It's been long. The holidays are here. So hey, what if are you? You're a, if you're a hybrid, what shape are your fins? <laughs> the front <laughs> ones are round. The back ones are pointed. <laughs> Oh. oh wow okay sorry <laughs> sorry sorry gary sorry shout gary. out to mitch sorry mitch thanks sorry gary. mitch thanks thanks mitch <laughs> all right so does anybody want to talk like who's who wants to take this one what are what what is this uh, what are we doing here wait we're missing someone we miss somebody i don't think you introduced owen yeah I, I, you got me i did oh yeah Okay. All right, over there. I did. No. Oh, okay. Nate, who are you missing? Everything. <laughs> Just missing Twin Peaks. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Never left. Never left the mountaintop. Can we start with that? Yeah. Is light now. Make sure Can your mouth blue. First of all, how many Nate's. how many Iron Cities have you had today? Um, a couple. Most of minus enough. a dozen. 
I'm drinking some sweet berry wine right now. Oh, dangerous. Fancy. Yeah. I didn't Just know homemade. you were that fancy. Well, I ran out of icy lights. <laughs> I'm just removing, so removing anything else the will do. So is Yeah. that a lot? That's where we're at. Turpentine. <laughs> Some call it desperation. <laughs> I call it Thursday. <laughs> All right. So you want to talk about this excursion because you're you're officially on on uh what do you call that? Winter break, Christmas break? What do you call I'm it? on I'm on winter break until Okay. 2024. Some people say on the lamb. Yeah. Yeah, that's it too. Yeah, I'm doing whatever I want right now. So can we can we walk through a day in the life of one Napod like Right. that's that's not working? Like I just want to know what you're what are you doing? What's going on? Win winter break as an adult <laughs> just seems it's crazy. glorious. Like how It's that should be a thing for everybody. Why is it's Nate a problem. the only one that gets to experience this? <laughs> yeah, you don't want it. It's not for everybody. I uh I woke up this morning and I I bought a uh, perch bait for forty dollars. on uh on facebook and ha it's being shipped to my house i did that at around 8 30 um and then my other teacher buddy who's also on december break and is a delinquent asked me to go he said he wanted to hang out get some shenanigans so we went and uh did a little hike to a secluded spot that only one person here knows where it's at and found some maybe rocks or maybe artifacts or some fossils i don't know and then hike back up and that Musky took a whole day bones. musky bones yeah kept those um but yeah then we my buddy was like let's go get a beer on the way home and uh we stopped at this place he's he knew of a lodge it was new it was a big log cabin and said it had scenic views that's what it said on the sign we we pulled in and it was not a log cabin brewery <laughs> What was it? it was called Twin Peaks and it's it's a it's a Canadian rustic version of Hooters <laughs> It was in a TGA Fridays, right? it's in an old TGA TGI Fridays Fridays. <laughs> so Twin Peaks is known <laughs> for... um it's known for apparently really cold beers and food poisoning and I don't advise going there on a Thursday at like three o'clock. <clears throat> They had the B team working. they had it was looked like the Steelers offense. <laughs> They had all backups. you heard it here, folks. First, folks, quality. Yeah. Well, and there's there's something about, you know, then picking, you know, going there took an hour and a half to get food. Like I don't they weren't very good chefs either. And then uh coming home and feeling like you had food poisoning and like really sweating it out. So that's, that's where we're So what at. what did you eat that Um, gave you food poisoning? Icy No light. comment. Did, did you eat any food to get food poisoning or is this <laughs> more alcohol related? that's probably a combination, you know, dirt, dirty lines, scenic views, Twin Peaks had it all. I'm surprised you didn't walk out of there with some kind of STD, honestly. Dude, I, Or the jury's still out on that one. yeah. I know. Is there, are there any, Incubation are there any airborne? incubation periods usually are are at least like seven to ten days. Are there any airborne STDs? <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't I don't know. think so. Thank God. You'd have I'm not to ask a scientist. you'd have to ask Mona from Verona.
or from Denora. Yeah. Shout out to Mona. <laughs> that's my day. That's my day. Now I'm, yeah, just feeling guilty. I don't know about what, but it's there. Because you didn't go fishing. <laughs> that's for Save. tomorrow. Oh. Are you going fishing tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Where Net are you boy, going? I, I, watershed. I, I'm not telling. <laughs> we can bleep it. You're getting, you don't even uh, want us to know. You're getting Big Dave out, though. Uh-huh. Nice. If you haven't learned by now, no, I'll just say this. Picture, I'll, I'll just say this. We're looking for 70 inches. Where oh. I'm going. Big fish water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going up by Nick to Edinburgh, huh? Mm, not that far. <laughs> well, the big fish are. Oh yeah, crossing oh, yeah. the border into West Virginia, are we? No, that's not that far south. Yeah, I know. I'm just throwing it out there. I know where you're going. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Should have did it Saturday. Should go down there Saturday. Where? I, I where I'm going? It. Yeah, where you're going. You mean this upcoming Saturday too? Spot yes. X, dude. I, dude. We'll see after I catch my second seventy incher there. Maybe I'll just sleep on the boat. And <laughs> I'll be there t- Saturday. I'll be there Saturday too. Take a little yellow towel with you. Mm. For what? I don't know. We'll just waving. move on. Oh, waving. Yeah. All right. Let's just move on. You're not. I'm not <laughs> laying it down very well. You're not picking it up very well. I Steelers go Steelers. All right. <laughs> They can't do worse than last week, right? Yes, yes, they can. Absolutely, well, it can be worse. I don't. Know. I don't even want to talk about that shit. No, let's move on. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Brady right now. Hey, the Bears yeah. don't want anything well. to do with it. Move yeah. There you go. The Bears did well, huh? Hmm? Oh, there you go. Justin Fields finally learned how to throw a football. They actually let him throw the football. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Are you a Bears fan, Ryan? Unfortunately, I am. Oh. I think it's all I think it's all unfortunate because nobody no matter what anybody says, there's only one fan base that's happy at the end of the year. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't care. People are like, oh, it was a good year. We went friggin we won 10 games. It doesn't matter. Unless you're holding that trophy, nobody's happy. Anyway, let's get away from football. Yeah. So, Nate, what else do you have planned for your (laughs) look at that face? What else do you have planned for your? Your rumspring of winter break. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, lots of dirty activity. I mean, it's considered dirty in my household. So antique hunting. Um, I'm, I sat in the boat for a little bit, cleaning out lures, going to mail them out to everybody, everybody that all my haters. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see where the wind takes me. That's where how I'm living right now. Every day is a new adventure. What do we does anyone have anything coming up? Like we were all just at the at the Muskies Inc. Christmas party. So maybe that's at least some place to start here. That uh, you know, we we all got to kind of hang out, except for Ryan E, obviously being on the West Coast. But uh, you know, we all got to hang out at the Christmas party, Muskies Inc. chapter 16. Um, what'd you guys think of that? I'd say that was a good uh good spread. We got some food from uh past guests. Uh I'm blanking on his name. George, George McGrady. McGrady. Yeah. yeah, main man George. I still am not quite sure what the name of his catering thing is, but very good. Oh, is that his? Is that his business? I think so. It's okay. Uh, I didn't I'm, know that. I think it's Giant Eagle. 
Oh, is I'm it? Pretty sure. Yeah. He. Okay. Yeah. His, Sorry, it's not a Wegmans. No, no. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say this because I might be incorrect, but I'm fairly certain George. Uh, he he manages a, a giant eagle or something like that. Okay. Uh, I, I I believe that that's the case, and that's where that comes from. But okay, cool. All right. So everyone, everyone appreciates uh, him, him taking care of food for stuff like that, because it's not just that. I mean, he's done that for uh, the banquets in the past, which is actually the banquet is something that Charlie wanted us to bring up uh, on the podcast, because a lot of our listeners are chapter 16 members. And if you don't go to these types of things, you, you know, you really miss out on a lot. I mean, not only do you miss out on the camaraderie, I mean, it's it's cool just getting to sit around and talk muskies for a couple of hours. But, you know, all these meetings have a purpose. Like if you if you went to the last meeting, you got food, you you know, there was a little raffle, stuff like that. But then there was also the, you know, the meeting where they started set the schedule for things. And, you know, we got to have, you know, a say in when things were going to be scheduled, uh, whether tournaments were going to be one days versus two days, stuff like that. And, you know, people want to bitch about that type of stuff, you know, when things don't go their way, you know, and it isn't the way, you know, they're like, why, why is it this? Why is it one day? Why is it this? Or why did, wasn't it this weekend? It's like, well, yeah, that's know, the stuff that drives me nuts, man. Yeah. Like it, this is, these are the things where we don't have that many meetings a year. I think Joel said there's only like four meetings a year or something like that, four or five scheduled. So and and I'm as guilty I'm I'm as guilty as anyone. Like I I'm really gonna make it a point to try to make it to all these meetings because, you know, you just that little bit of input is is important because I think they were gonna schedule the lore swap when I was gonna be in Florida, but luckily, they're you know it's gonna be a different weekend now. So just being there, you kind of speak up and and just being able to you know see everybody it's been it's winter time you're used to seeing these guys at the boat launches and stuff like that now you get to talk so i wasn't i missed that meeting what was the turnout for that it was really good was it good it was about for the this christmas party yeah 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 Yeah. there's probably 30 40 people i would think at least 40 yeah yeah i would say so i know there was at least 30 plus votes for ryan reed 2024 yeah. so that was that another thing if you missed out if you missed this type of a meeting you didn't get to defend yourself when you get nominated for president <laughs> ryan reed yeah no 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 honestly that did not happen drew joked about it but you know that's something to consider is that we do joel has been the president of chapter 16 now for quite some time he's done an awesome job uh there was a lot of talk during the meeting about the financial status of chapter 16 right now that we're in a great financial position as, as a, you know, compared to where we were say six, seven years ago, I wasn't in the club back then. So I don't know, but you know, to hear that our leadership in the chapter has grown, you know, grown, not only membership, but you know, the, the, the pot, so to speak, to be able to fund these minnows that we want to put in these lakes. I mean, it's, this stuff's really important. So I don't know. I wish, Really hope I encourage people to to come out. I feel like just this might not be a hundred percent accurate, but I feel like we have one of the biggest chapters in the country. I'm not sure on numbers. I think I think you're not because we there. 
we're well over a hundred members. Like I think at one point, and I, I probably have access to this at one point we were closer to 200, but I don't know what that official number is. I'd be curious to find out, but that what I was getting at was like our stocking pro our, our stocking program took off here. A lot more guys got into the sport and we've seen a lot of growth like in three rivers, even in the last maybe five or six years. And I think, uh, you know, all of that stuff, like anybody that's that's posting on social media, anybody that's doing like that type of thing and, and plugging the, the club, I think has a part in that. I think a lot of guys just kind of got acclimated and, you know, kind of started fishing with guys in the club. They've joined up like a lot of a lot of the growth has been because of the members is what I'm getting at. And I think that's an awesome thing. Like I would have never thought you would have seen 40, 50 people at that party. And oh, dude, I think Joel, I don't think Joel was really expecting that many either. I think one of the earlier emails, like I think only like 17 people had RSVP'd or something. And I'll bet there was 40 people. I want to say it was close to that the last time I went, which was two years ago. I didn't get get there last year, but. Last year was a good turnout too. Last yeah. year, that was, last year we had, uh, was it Chase? Chase Gibson was a speaker okay and he did a little thing on uh like electronics and stuff i believe like hummingbird side imaging uh and that was a good one too we didn't have a speaker this year but uh there was a lot of business with the club i think that needed to be discussed and i'm assuming maybe that's why we they didn't really push for a speaker this year yeah i mean the talk the talk about you know joel wanting to kind of, you know, end his reign, so to speak. Uh, I think he's, he said he was going to stay through next December, right? Tentatively, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to anyone listening, man, if anyone wants to step up and, you know, throw their, their hat in the ring and be a part, not, not just president, but, you know, just come and start being a part. That's, I don't know. I think it's great. Are any of you guys involved now? Do you guys have any officer positions? Donnie, are you something? Yeah, technically I'm the release director, but I don't really do a whole lot as far as that goes, I'll be honest. That that position, I mean, I just help out where I can with other things, the events. Yeah, you run a tournament. Etc. Yeah. tournaments, but uh, as far as the release director position goes, I guess way back when, you know, pre-internet days and, and mobile apps, the members would actually like send their catches to me and I would have to file them all with Musky Zinc to actually file a catch, right? That's now you guys, uh... now all the members do that on their own. So all I really do with that job is at the end of the year, I order all the plaques for everybody who earned plaques. But... <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> I've been doing uh, some of the uh, membership stuff, but the interesting piece to that is mostly just the emails. You know what I mean? Like we get the emails and then you have to reach out to people, whether their membership expired or they, they re up their membership. Like we're sending out kind of like a welcome email now um, that just has some information on there about the site. And then we follow up with like lunge logs, uh, the lunge log instructions and things like that. I do think that, it is probably like around musky max time when people like re up their memberships at the booth, they fill out that yeah. piece of paper 
And I think that's where I'll probably see some more like actual work versus just like emails. Do we have a recurring people. membership option? I can't remember if I. Yeah, mine auto reviewed renewed this last time. Okay, I wasn't sure if if, if we had that or not. Yeah, I think it's built into the online renewal. I will say one thing too, like we've and if you're a member of Muskie's Inc., you've probably seen those emails that have been going out about, you know, Muskie's Inc. like the corporate needing help, like financially needing help. You know, one thing that we can potentially like do as a group too is they send that calendar out every year and there's an option to donate because like some of that stuff, even though the calendar is included in the membership, like there's also an option to kind of donate, whether it's 10 or 20 bucks or whatever you can do. You can go right out to the website and hit that donate button. Some guys probably aren't interested in that, but you know, there's all this extra cost that's associated to that stuff. So it, it's kind of nice that they give you that option if you want to contribute to the club more is what I'm getting well, at. That, that brings up something interesting that was actually brought up at the meeting the other night, and that is we also have the voluntary muskie permit here in Pennsylvania, and that's not related to muskie zinc. So, you know, what, what Ryan was talking about there was like a muskie zinc thing, but we also have the option to donate, what is it, $10 for the voluntary muskie permit or $14, whatever it is. Well, someone was asking... You know, do we have any knowledge yet of kind of where those funds have gone? Because uh, we all believe that when we make that donation, that it's supposed to go directly towards muskies, right? Like the point of that. The point That's of what that, they tell us. Yeah. So I think someone at the meeting brought that up. Like, hey, you know, do we know what this is generated in and whether it's gone to those places? And I think the last, I think in recent years, it had even... They'd kind of like met all the upgrades that they wanted to make for the hatchery. And they were starting to stock stuff that historically got stocked and wasn't getting stocked now by buying fish from elsewhere or something like that. But I'm, I don't think there's a Ryan, you might know better than I do if there's a current uh, or anything different than that. So, I mean, I'll tell you guys what I know. And it's the same thing you guys know, essentially. When we had Jared at Fish and Boat, he was extremely transparent. And I think all of us were aware of that. Anybody here that musky fished and was involved with the club, like, knows that Jared would, you know, provide that information. He would post on Facebook. He would give us updates on the minnows and updates on the muskies. And, you know, I think I think with Jared kind of uh, stepping away from that role and Nick picking it up, I, I don't know – if we're going to get ensign passing. Right. Like, I don't know, you know if we're going to get, was, he was a huge advocate. Right. And you know, that's one of those things where I don't know that we're going to have that detailed information. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I reached out to Nick. I haven't heard back from him. Be kind of curious to see how the stocking went, um, how, how that stuff worked. I was kind of hoping they would touch on that during that meeting. You guys had an update there, but. They that did. was one thing Joel they, did mention was that the uh, I guess the at the like I don't know state level the hatcheries manager position is vacant, so that might be he seemed to think that was who would be able to like kind of dole out how much money went into that fund from the voluntary yeah. permits and all that breakdown, but it's currently empty. So, but I kind of got so the feeling no one that, knows. That, that Joel hadn't really heard much from Nick either. 
Right. Uh, it, you know, just that there there wasn't a lot, a lot of I communication think, at this point. I think it's just a patience thing for all of us. Like, I know guys want to know, guys want to understand it. You know, but we've got to, as anglers, like we got to trust that that program's in place for a reason. You know, it's no different than when they first released it. I mean, guys were complaining about all this crazy stuff. It's like, oh, they're going to use this for trout. They're going to use it for this. We just got to be patient as anglers, understand that there's a process in place. You know, these guys are, even with the change with Jared, you know, Nick's still, this is his first year. You know, there's a lot there. Um and I do think information will start flowing once they kind of get some of that stuff cleaned up. And it's not always easy to recover when you have somebody like Jared leave. You know, we all know that. That's what I feel like a lot of people took it for granted. The the uh, effort he put forth to be transparent and right. public outreach wise and, and mm-hmm. all that. That's, you know, I mean, that was above and beyond. And no, it's not uh, something that's like in anybody's job description. Right. So the uh the PA's website says the voluntary permit will expand muscalunge fishing opportunities. Some funds will be used to purchase hatchery equipment um to raise more fingerlings and then they might designate some enhanced um waters for anglers and they're going to buy more minnows to feed them and do stocking stuff. And they also want to do tagging tracking and genetic studies for wild muskies so that was all the stuff listed under that permit do you guys remember them talking about expanding the raceways i remember yes. that a while ago that was like when that first started wasn't it yeah because they got the heater set up which was was like clutched for them to be able to manage the water temps at the hatchery but i, I thought there was something that they were in the next project they were looking at was like expanding raceways to get more space I'm not sure. I could be wrong there, I, but <clears throat> I remember hearing something like that too, but I don't know if it ever happened. It's interesting. You know, it's not going it, to, I'll just like, from my personal standpoint, Hey, that permit's there. Like I'm going to, I'm going to spend the 14 bucks or 12 or 10 bucks, whatever it is on it. You know, everybody I know, like my family, like my brother gets the permit. Now my dad gets the permit. My dad doesn't even fish for muskies and I have him getting the permit. You know, it's, it's an extra, couple bucks here and there for people to be able to put towards it. And we just got to trust it's going to the right place. That's one of those things like, you know, I mean, I feel like we're quick to assume that something bad's happening, but we have no real basis right. for that. Quick to judge. Yeah. So that's cool. done a lot of good things with it so far. And I'm sure they'll continue to. So was there any other updates from that, that Christmas party slash meeting? Um, I don't think it was mainly a calendar, you know, calendar stuff. I think there was some talk about, you know, the, I think it seemed to be a pretty unanimous decision to make all tournaments one day. Yes. Did that seem to go through the way I I heard it go through? Yeah. Yeah. It's that way. <clears throat> yeah. That would probably be the other thing. Uh, they, cause Pimey is the only other one I think that was two days. The now. stink effect. Yeah. Donnie Stink, not only did he ruin the Arthur tournament, now he ruined the Pimey <laughs> tournament, too, and he don't even run it. Uh, That's uh, why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Charlie uh, Charlie Mueller, who runs the Pimey Tuning Tournament, uh, I think Evan helps him out a lot with that as well, but they're going to do something similar to what we did at Arthur, uh, looking at one day and 
going to try and do a raffle and probably a cookout stuff afterwards. That was something that was talked about. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the other two, what well, because Chautauqua, oh, and, and the Chautauqua showdown, they did say, announce, I didn't know this, that's going to be what, uh, what's the chapter out east is going to be, uh, what is that, six, 64? 64, uh, Nittany Nittany? Valley. Yeah. Then they said it's going to be like a uh, oh the chapter challenge is going to be up cha- there. Yeah, it's the whole chapter challenge is going to be at Chautauqua for the Chautauqua Showdown. This okay, year. so it's going to be all three chapters. Because last year it was at Ray's Town, I think. Yes. So there, it, that's going to be they're like combining that, to, I guess, to be the Chautauqua Showdown. That was the way I interpreted it anyway. That's kind of okay. Cool. Because remember, yeah. remember, Bucko was talking about he fished the a race down tournament, and I think he said that was a Nittany Valley. Yeah, and I think that's the one event. that was the uh, chapter challenge. Chapter challenge. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to do that one this year up at up at Chautauqua. And I think that race town one was set up so anyone could have fished it. It wasn't necessarily like. Yeah, that was a region three. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so any any chapter member from Region Three, that's cool. Ryan, have you guys uh, out your way? Have you guys had your uh, your Christmas party? How are things looking from your club standpoint? We actually had our uh, we had our year end banquet in November. Uh, it was a really good turnout. It was in Utah. Um, Lynn and I didn't make it out there this year, but we had representatives from the UDWR. Uh, that came out, we presented them with quite a few things that they requested for the hatchery. They requested stuff for the electro fishing that they did, which they had really good success this year on. Um, so the chapter donated, purchased a new aerator and feeder for the hatchery. That was probably around $25,000, $3,000. So we, we presented that to them. We presented them with three brand new uh, musky nets and cradles so they can weigh the fish too. And then we also, we mentioned Chase earlier, uh, worked with him on putting together a big order for our chapter with the musky bumpers. And we uh, we got the uh, the DNR three of those as well in metric for their study. So awesome. that was pretty oh, cool nice. that we got to present all that there at the, uh, the year end banquet this year. So like when you guys set that up, did they give you kind of like a wish list of stuff that they'd like we ask them we ask them to see what they need specifically for either the chapter or for the hatchery or for whatever when they do the on the water surveys and things like that yeah that's awesome yeah and we don't do anything crazy for fundraising we do baits and things like that our raffle boxes so that's kind of where all that money comes from over the years we did uh we were awarded with the gill ham um money from muskies inc a couple uh i think it was last year too that was like five grand or something then we presented that directly to um to our our dnr oh wow awesome uh, didn't you send us a message didn't you recently get, did you get a recent recently get a uh tag reader oh no no i have no? no but i'm working on something there's something i can't share too much about here in washington yet 
Um, but I am working with a contact where something for 2024 that's new, that's never been done here in Washington is going to happen. And I get to be a part of it. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I can't share anything just yet. Top secret. It's going to be a first. You'll remember, remember it. it. Remember it. <laughs> Dude, you brought up you brought up lore raffles. These clowns frigging cleaned house at the Christmas party. Oh yeah, everyone was bitching because, like, literally, were, I think the first four or five tickets pulled were hunks. Dude, there were eight lures raffled off, and six of them were won by these guys. <laughs> So who won? I got myself a plow. You got a plow. I got a plow. Nice. I want a perch bait. And what else? Donnie 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 won won. something. He stepped away for a second. Nick won a second time and just was like, he was so rich, bait rich. He was like, I don't even need it. (laughs) Give it to some, give it to one of these. I'd rather somebody else have one of the pants. (laughs) Not your Lake Woods. There's poor people around. Oh, they did what? raffle off that gigantic Lakewood with uh, probably 20, 25 different baits. Yeah. With it. Like expensive baits, too. Like nice. <laughs> yeah, they, they were some. And uh, yeah, it was like a medium sized Lakewood. Had some sweet in Fisherman DVDs with it. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot the DVD selection was in there. Are those Joel's? I think so. <laughs> it's hard to say. That just shows that? you how long it's been since that thing's been hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that kid wanted it in 1996. <laughs> Donnie, you won two baits too, right? Yeah, I did. I won a you were shout back out to, to back, my boy Tom, uh, Saddle Trap, Saddle Tramp Bait Company penis. A, a nice it, big one too, flesh colored. So should do well and uh a four inch baker with a shallow lip which is one that i'd never even seen one with a shallow lip honestly i didn't even know he made those i think he had them at the new york show last year oh yeah yeah it's cool like i think it's might be like a musky pattern i don't know yeah i think so baby musky kind of thing yeah it's a it was it's a neat looking bait so Dude, people were booing them for winning all of these baits. There was an uproar. Like, I didn't want to sit with them. I think it was, it was mostly like, you, Nate, Yeah, well, I yeah, chimed Nate, in a little. Nate was booing. <laughs> I chimed in a little. Hey, I won that Chip Isley's Chip Tam sweater today, so I don't care. <sighs> Man, I love you. I know. <laughs> I did. I can't believe he it. He did. I logged into my burner account. I was like, what? I won? All right, let's go. I saw that snip, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's no plow, but it'll do. (laughs) Okay, so what what color plow did you win, Owen? Uh, Perch. White belly perch. All right. And, Nick, what was your perch bait? Orange belly perch. Ooh, okay. All right. I was Mm -hmm. curious. Sex sells, man. Nice I really wanted Andy. that plow. I was pissed on when I called first. I was pumped. Oh, yeah. That was your sec. That was your second score of the evening. Oh yeah, I scored the Dakota. <laughs> Alley oop, from Nate Bud. Hey yo! It was like out of out of nowhere. Nate Bud is at public lands, and he sends a message out like Dakotas for a hundred dollars. Like both I, me and Ryan E were jumping all over it. I'm like, I got cash in pocket. I'll be there in a, in 
15 minutes. Dude, I, I escaped my family and I left for the Christmas party an hour early and just hung out at public lands. And Owen's like, I'll join you. I'll see you. Yeah, that's crazy. But the guy said they're being discontinued. That thing's a tank. I can't get over that. Yeah, man. That was a steal. Now, it's the 500 size, so it's the one It's the one smaller, but it's still, you know. That's perfect. Yeah. I don't, I don't troll shit it. I don't put stuff 100 hundred feet back you know i never really troll like that so i'm, I'm not i'm not worried about packing <laughs> even that still much it's line got line capacity for there's anything you'd ever want to do with muskies oh yeah you run that plow you only need like six feet of line out ever it'd be like 25 feet 20 freaking yeah. dig he might fish outside pennsylvania with it oh yeah that's true you could take it up to the big water what Damn, is the right. depth curve on a plow? Is it one like one to one? Just about. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably bigger because I mean I feel like a perch bait's like two to one. It's two right? and a half. Well, mine are two and a half to one. So every two and a half feet <laughs> yeah. of line, I'm getting a foot down. We're That's still talking about. Yeah, lure. that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Donnie was talking about his flesh colored lure. His friend, <laughs> I can't even with you guys. All right, so you guys had fun at the party. Oh, that's yeah. good. Cleaned up. That's great. Our, our recent guest, Brady, was there, even though he yeah. made note that it was a school night and still was able to make it out. Yeah. Pass the curfew. Yeah, and we uh, hung out with uh, Rob. Rob oh, sat with us. That was nice. Rob Plocky. Yep. Yep. Shout out Dennis. Yeah, nice. Shout out yeah, Dennis McDonough. Dennis, Dennis Muskies by Dennis. Yeah. Chris Chi Cheese was there too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Chi. The Chi. I talked to him a little bit in the last week or two. I actually talked to Cody Fye on the phone for about an hour the other night too. How's Cody doing? He's doing good. Is he, He's is doing he good. Recouped enough to come back for Pimey. Yeah, he defend, defend his champ. Defend the belt. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if we're gonna, I don't know. We'll see, see what happens. One day is gonna be kind of tough. I feel like I need a two dayer up at Pimey to be able to really fully defend that belt. But should have been at the meeting. But Donnie should have been at the meeting. Yeah, could have voted. You lost the two day tournament and you gained a presidency <laughs> all because you didn't show up. I know. <laughs> you know, I gotta say the most disappointed I was this year on the water was. The Chautauqua showdown when Donnie and I bagged like two legal fish and we weren't even close to placing third. <laughs> like, fuck no, not even George close. had like nine fish. Fucking... <laughs> then, then I think uh, Muskie Mark had like six or seven as well. We, I was like, we literally we pull into the ramp and I'm feeling good. And Muskie Mark's <laughs> there and he was like, he's like, you guys do any good? I was like, we got two. And I was like, you guys? He's like, yeah, we got six. I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> there's like, that. It was like instant from the top to the bottom of the barrel. I was like, oh. <laughs> that was like the most That's the one thing that sucks about tournaments, though, right? Because if that's not a tournament, you leave there happy. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. That's a great right. day. But instead, you pull into the dock, and as soon as Muskie Mark says he caught six fish, you're pissed. <laughs> He could have been like me. I trolled around for like eight hours and had one rip. 
it could have definitely been worse, but that was just one of those things where you're like, oh, man, not even close. All right, so what else we have on the on the skillet? Well, uh, I know we wanted to address, we had a, a listener topic that was uh, brought up that I, I think we can all kind of talk about. And this is, you know, I want to I want to just bring up. This is a, a listener that has reached out, and you know, he's not he's not a musky fisherman, all right. And that was kind of the point of him reaching out is that hey, you know what? He's listened to the podcast. He's really gotten into it. And he and his dad, and I believe his brother, uh, they take. He lives in Florida, all right. Uh, it's TJ the sprinkler guy, and so he, he owns a sprinkler company in Florida. So he's not like living in musky musky territory. He's from New York. I guess him and his dad and brother and one other family member they go on a a big pike trip. Basically, you know, um, I, I don't know if it's a fly in trip or it, whatever it is. It's they've gone there in the past and you know caught multiple pike over forty inches and you know heard about 48s 50s up there you know seen fish like that and but they're going up there just fishing fishing for basically musky sized pike in in a way and his question is is you know how does he get himself outfitted for that on the cheap so to speak you know because i think he said he, he sent me a message saying like dude i have like everything i think i need and it's like fifteen hundred dollars uh, in 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 its musk, you know everything from the musky shop. So I'm sure it's a three hundred and fifty dollar rod, a four hundred dollar reel, and I'm like, dude, I'm sure we can, you know, we can do it a hell of a lot cheaper than that. And I started sending him some links, and but I really wanted, I guess, really wanted to put to the panel, like, what would you suggest for someone who a doesn't have musky experience? So it's not like us saying, hey, we're going on a pike trip. You know, we already have all the shit. We already are well equipped for for that. You have someone who wants to go and, you know, pike typical pike fishing stuff is not musky gear. So, what would you suggest for someone who's going to fish for pike sized muskies in Canada, gear wise? Who wants to get started? Well, Ryan, you've you've Ryan's that Ryan. I know you've done pike trips, like specific pike trips to Canada like that you know like that i don't know if it was like trophy pike like that but so nick i'm gonna let you go first here but i just want to say that yes that was and dano takes that trip every like two or three years and that those trips like just to give everybody some perspective we're going fishing to be in canada and to catch pike and so, depending upon what lake you're on and what lake like because they le this company like leases these lakes like right out in the middle of nowhere in Ontario. So you have like your pick of the litter. If you want trophy pike, you pick that lake going into that week, knowing like I may only catch like 20 fish this week, but they're all going to be like 40 inches. Um, I've never done one of those trophy bodies, but the river that we fished was definitely trophy water, but there was also a lot of hammer handles. So I, I will say that I do have some good experience with that, but Nick, why don't you go ahead and start first? I guess, uh, so like my experience Canadian pike fishing is like mostly Georgian Bay related. So I would just say um, either throw like big jerk baits, suics, raptors, uh, even like shadzillas 
Um, if you're going to throw like musky gear, if you're going full, full blown musky gear, um, other than that, like I often will throw like lighter, like a spinning rod and just take big spoons. Like, uh, what, I don't know, camera, what the weight is on them. They're like ounce and a half daredevils or Williams wobblers. How about, how about a husky devil? A husky devil's a little hard for spinning reels, but, uh, the that. husky devil junior is a perfect spinning rod, rod, uh, rod spoon. And then I also will throw like uh, six inch raptors with a spinning rod. And I, they make like six inch Suix too for that. So do you think someone could get away with, you know, heavy spinning rods as opposed to actually going to like a bait caster, a small, because what I was going to suggest is a smaller bait caster, kind of a, a nine foot rod, maybe not like a nine and a half, 10 foot something, you know, something a little bit more reasonable, but fishing the same type of baits, like maybe the eight inch Raptor being like the biggest, biggest bait you throw. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the only, like the eight inch Raptors, like a lot on our, on us most spinning gear stuff, unless you get into like musky rated spinning gear stuff. I think it's like four ounces or something like that is what they weigh. And, and I would think throwing a Shadzilla would be damn near impossible. Right. But uh, you know, you know without... they make that baby Shadzilla. That's yeah. a that'd be a killer. You know, you could throw that on spinning gear. It's way lighter. But that's just other than that, I would say uh I'm you know, diehard troller. So I'm still saying you're gonna catch your best fish trolling, even for pike. Okay, now how would you troll for pike? Uh little crankbaits like uh like a baker or something like that. And uh honestly i think the probably the person to reach out to would be uh greg them from mm -hmm. extreme that's kind of like right up his alley he specializes in trophy pike fishing like, uh, yeah that's a really a really good point there for that for that uh individual would you say tj is that his name? TJ the sprinkle sprinkler guy yeah, yeah tj the sprinkler guy so well, so let me for make TJ. sure i get that right tj your sprinkler guy so he's okay. not, he's our sprinkler guy. <laughs> that like Greg would be an excellent resource. And like you said, that whole bait lineup is really geared towards multi-species stuff. And even like you guys know, uh, we love those minis. Like that's a, that's a really good bait for Canada, especially for pike. I mean, that's going to catch everything. You're going to get walleyes on that. You're going to get bass on that. You're going to get pike on it. I mean, that's, that's a really versatile lure there. And I'd say all of the baits are, are set up for durability too. They're all right, right, right. Right. That's well, a good point. I was gonna say too, I mean, before we sold out to muskies the last whatever four or five years, I mean that that's what we were doing up at Nipissing was just fishing for pikes. And so like the outfits that my dad and I would use was uh um Abu Garcia, like C3 baitcaster on a seven foot rod, like an IM7. And that, that like handled big baits, not huge baits, but like that up to that mini Shadzilla, you could toss out there with it. Um, but that, that stuff with like a 80 pound braid, I mean, that, that 
help transition. I mean, that was my starter musky setup too, you know, until I was like, okay, I got to like beef up some of my gear a little bit. But I mean, for the longest time, I mean, that, that stuff handled those big pikes, you know, we could pit fish a lot of those musky sized lures pretty easy casting. And I just feel like with a bait caster, you have a little bit more, I don't know if it's control, but like line control and stuff like that with casting and whatnot, especially with some of those bigger baits. Like I, I, I would have a lot of trouble with like a spinning outfit trying to do that. But with that bait caster and that the C3, it feels like really easy to use. I mean, I still like the, how that retrieves on like, especially some of those spinner baits, you know, and, so, and like bucktails, like the medium to smaller size one, like a booker tail, like the, the, um, whatever the regular bigger one is. I mean, that, that stuff, that's what we used to fish nonstop booker tails and like the, um, Grim Reaper spinner baits. I mean, some of those ones, you know, they're not as big as like the, the ones Owen's making and some of the musky size ones, but I mean, they would, we would ding the pike on those. And and I feel like they would handle a musky too. Yeah, so. I mentioned to him that I, I I make some of those like little you know smaller spinner baits just for pike. Um, I'd send him some of those bad boys. Yeah, and and that smaller one you make, I mean, because every once so I don't know what it is that my one rod setup. I just love it. I have like a um, the Pro Rocket Abu Garcia, and that thing like just rockets lures out there, and I like the speed that it retrieves at, especially with like a spinner bait or a bucktail. It's like got a real good pace when I'm like burning it. And so I I don't know. I feel like those things like that, that reel is not super expensive. You can get that reel for under 90 bucks. Is that the red one? No, the, the pro rockets, the all black one, but the regular C3s are just the silver and black ones. Okay. And that, but I think they're like 89 bucks and like a, a, like a half decent, I am seven rod. I mean, which would probably be the smallest you could get away with musky doing some musky stuff. You know, I, that, mean, I told that's... him you can't go wrong with that 300 size piece of fun. Oh, oil. yeah. Man, you know, I... for, for 70, 78 bucks or 75 bucks, whatever you can get it on sale for. It's like, I mean, that that thing would handle any pike bait you wanted to want, you know, musky size bait you wanted to throw. Man, I if you, if you put that on like a nine footer, I take such a different approach than you guys because it's basically the same program I run this time of year to catch muskies. Like, I am way lighter in my gear. I'm talking like the Abu Silver Max combos. You could get them for like seventy nine bucks at one point. I don't know, I don't know what they cost now, but man, I I we lived and died with with that that sort of combo you know for those couple of trips and i never had any issues and and i always pair my leaders way down too like i'm talking 45 pound leaders like the little wire like the little three pack of berkeley leaders you get it at walmart like i would just take a bunch of those up and pair it with like 30 to 50 pound braid on those little silver max combos set the drag and you go like i i never even really took I might have taken a C4 up with me on like one of those. Uh, you guys remember the Cabela's tournament series, like the uh, Torney Trail Predator yeah. rods? Those They're rods like, are dope. Yeah, those are awesome fishing rods, like period. They're really good. I, I have one. The first one I bought, it's still everything works perfectly fine on it. I got it paired with a C4 and that was probably like my that was my first musky rod. 
and I might have used that p- for Pike, but it was a lot of like bass bass style, you know, type setups with with a lot of bass style type baits. You know, that's what we did: half ounce spinner baits, rattle baits, um, that entire Rapala series. You know, everything in that jerk bait series. Um, I can't remember the model with the little, you know, the little uh, feathers on the tail. Oh yeah, was that the the subwalk? The X wraps. The X wraps. Thank X-Rap. you. The X wraps in like all different sizes, but I mean that stuff was good to us. And and I'm not saying I caught giant pike because I never caught a really big one. My biggest pike's 38 inches, but you know I've caught well over 600 pike, you know, in my life, and I never had any issues with that that smaller style bass setup i think it's just really what you would want to do you know like if you want to throw bigger baits then you would need that bigger stuff but we threw a lot of those x wraps and a lot of the uh the uh the f-18s like nick i know you i know you love that dano calls the black and silver one he calls it vader those f-18s that black and silver og original floater that thing is freaking money up there for pike I'm a big fan of the hot steel, just like mm. a weird chartreuse trout pattern. Yeah, I got that. Mm-hmm. I, I sorry, I straight up lied about that C three. They're like 150 bucks. Same thing. There was Liar. a there was another real series. <laughs> I think Shimano. Do you guys remember the Corvallis? The Shimano yes. Corvallis. So Dan That's gave like me a low one. profile, isn't it? Right. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's a round. Like it's a round reel. Yeah. I, I say we had a round one. I had the Cardiff like or whatever. I I think that was about the same thing. Hmm. I had a couple of those. What's the green low profile one? Is that the EJ three hundred or so? That's the Curado. That's the yeah, Curado. I have yeah. one of those. I love it. That's a good reel for that. Yeah, that is a nice reel. But I also think. If you're just going for a, a one-time trip or whatever, the you'd probably be better suited to go Owens route and get the uh, the China Tranks 300, or whatever, and call it a day. So I'm not sure what the price point is on a Curado, but I feel like that's kind of what that's mimicking, right? It would, yeah, it's even kind of Curado. It's about the same. I was actually yeah. a little disappointed. I went China on China Curado, and then the bigger ones, the China Tranks, right? I went on Pissafun's uh, website to see if they maybe had a smaller version, like basically the Tranks 300 version of the, you know, of that bait. But I mean, of the rear, but they don't. So right. I was thinking, hell, if the, you know, if the, if, if the, the 300 size right now is 70, 80 bucks, whatever, then a one size smaller than that would be, you know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, something like that. Right. But you would think. You would think. Just gotta find that oh, well. promo code. That, although you, you're the you're always the one that's like still cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> is so for Canadian pike or pike in general, is there any other bait that's more deadly than a spinner bait? Can like it's we agree Eppinger Daredevil. I know the spoons are good. They they still work and they're still like a really effective presentation especially trolled because I know we used to do that a lot with the doctor spoons, 
But dude, half ounce spinner baits, like tell me that's not one of the greatest pike lures of all time. Yeah. I'm still saying we, jerk baits. If you want to catch a big pike, jerk baits. I was gonna tell I was gonna just gonna say Nick swears by raptors, you, you know, the eight inch raptors. I'm with that's Nick a, on that that's one. That's Canada. So but like that's what we're I'm, talking about. Yeah, they, yeah, it's true. They eat them here too. Yeah, they I eat them here too. I'll be honest, I've I've never really targeted pike uh, a whole lot. Uh, but I've musky fished a, a lot on waters that have pike, and it, eight inch raptors, soft tails are probably my top producing pike bait out of anything I've ever fished. Now, again, uh, you know, I'm not going out regularly fishing for pike, so take that for what it's worth. But I've caught a lot of pike on those eight inch raptors and suix, any type of dive and rise or jerkbait but uh they really seem to like them i'm with nick on that one see i guess i was never really a jerkbait kind of guy i mean my dad never threw jerkbaits like so we it just wasn't in our repertoire but i mean there was probably a seven-year period where i would take planos up to nipissing just three of them full of black and orange booker tails i mean i'd have about a dozen of them and the rest were just daredevils that would all that's all i would take up and we would just crush them and like my dad my dad's those half ounce spinner baits like uh the grim reaper one replaced the the one that he was getting it was like a blue blue fox i can't think of the guy's name it, it had a roland martin blue fox okay. it had a big ass willow blade but when they stopped making those somehow we found grim reaper and that that like replaced it but those those half inch ones i mean that's what he would just smack them on and and we we did that for forever i mean and but we don't we didn't throw jerk baits i mean we were always in the cabbage just throwing you know ripping things through weed beds you've always been jagging not jerking not jagging not jerking never jigging i don't know man a half ounce terminator i've taken dozens of those things up and just come home with like pieces of lures like just random blades and like pieces of skirts and just I've got like some of these I still have hanging around here where like all the paint is completely off of the head and stuff like that. I, I don't know. It, it's so hard too because you're you're so limited with the amount of time you have. And sometimes on those trips, if you're fishing from say Saturday to really Friday, because you like if you do a fly in you got to just pack up and be on the dock ready for that plane to show up. So you're only getting so much time there. And I can remember the first time I ever went up, like it took me a solid full day to figure out what was going on there. I don't think I caught a single fish that first day we were there. And, you know, it's like you put on a bait, you get comfortable, you start banging on fish. Like you're not going to take it off. You know, it's, it's hard. Like, I guess when you get to a certain point, like say you figure it out on a Monday and you're just banging fish like you want to take advantage of that but but by the time you get to wednesday thursday that's usually about the time i start kind of you know looking at other stuff and and trying other things because you just get kind of tired of catching the same size fish on the same bait but it's it all that stuff goes into that those pike trips you know you you kind of gotta i i think from a gear standpoint you have to be completely comfortable with what you're throwing. Right. Like if you, if you go up there for a week and you tell yourself you want to throw big baits for a bigger fish, mm -hmm. 
then you need to commit to that. And I think that's where I would, I would say like, I would put a Raptor in my hand. Like that's probably the most confident bait I have casting. And, you know, if I just want to go up there to catch fish, like I'm going to default to my Husky jerks, you know, I'm going to default to my half ounce spinner baits. Like that's, that's just where I'm at. And it's two completely different rod setups. That's one, uh, another one that fits right in that Husky jerk window or the uh, Smith wicks. Yes, rattling the, rat- the rattling rogues were freaking clutch for us up there. Yep, that's what uh, I gave a couple to my buddy's son, and he just got one out of French Creek with it like two weeks ago. He was all yeah. excited, had to show me his pictures as soon as I got over to their house the other day. Look, I got that's a awesome. fish. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you were saying about how you use that lighter gear. I mean, I guess uh, you don't hear that stuff. Well, maybe, I don't know. I'm not in like pike fishing circles, but like, I mean, that's always the conversation on here, right? Like the gear is so overkill for these fish, you know, for muskies. So it's like, you know, pike is going to be the same thing too. You know, whether you're using 80 pound braid versus whatever you said, you you know, you guys were smacking them on 30 or 50 pound. There's, you know, going to be an overkill element, I'm sure too. That's why I think the biggest thing is sizing it so you can like cast the baits effectively. Like I, I don't think I could cast a husky jerk on most of my uh, musky setups very yeah. well. I agree. It just with wouldn't that. go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'd just end up with like a bird's nest because I just whipped it around too hard. Ryan, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? So you guys know me. I go against the grain. So everything they say about these half pikes, uh, the hybrids here, is go small, go small, go small. You, you guys know me well enough now. I'm always the one that's throwing bigger and the oddball shit that you normally see people in the Midwest fishing just for muskie. And I, I would go after them the same way. Um, swim baits, for sure, are a big thing with the pike. Um, Washington, they have basically, you got to kill the pike because they're invasive here. Um, but a neighboring state has some megas, mega pike. There was a state record caught last year, just under 41 pounds out of a lake here in Idaho. What? Yeah. So that's, that's on my bucket list to try here soon. So that's going to be something, Hey, I'm not, I don't have fully geared up to downsize and all that, but I have one smaller setup from like rattle bait rods and things like that from back in the day that I would use. But I mean, you look at some of those YouTube channels with the European pike guys, those guys are throwing some of the biggest baits bigger than some of our musky baits that most people throw, which is crazy. Obviously those European pike are a different breed. That's for sure. But I mean, that's, I mean, you got opportunities to go after some trophy sized pike like that. I'd do the same thing. I mean, I get the feeling from, TJ's question that he's looking to go up there and fish like he's fishing for muskies. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think you can make that choice and you can do that. Or I think you could say, Hey, I'm just going to fish with husky jerks and kind of a, a heavier spinning setup. But I think you could, I mean, obviously there's more than more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, there's more, more than one way to fillet a muskie. So certainly is what would you guys say then? So if we had to agree on one setup then, so would you say like, 
Okay, so if I had to pick one economical setup, I would go yeah. straight. I would go straight to like the that Cabela's tournament, that that Predator rod. Or um, is that a spinning? So you're t- uh, uh, no. Oh I'm yeah. T- G- well, give us give give your like if if you're comfortable with the spinning setup, give your spinning setup. You know, maybe maybe someone would want that. So like a heavier I mean, setup. And that's the thing is, you guys know how I do it. I just caught a muskie on a freaking ugly stick on Saturday. So, you know, people God, tell me, stick. people tell me all the time, you're insane. I'll go Why would you that. do that? Why would you do that? Why would you throw Like I run into guys all the time. They're like, really ugly stick. Yes. A hundred percent ugly stick. You know why? Cause I paired it with the right freaking reel, you know? And that's the thing. Like these guys, they, they laugh at me because I go so literally so light, but like that medium heavy ugly stick. The sensitivity on that rod, but yet the backbone on it is freaking phenomenal. Like I can set the hook on a fish even with a small bait, and it's it, it does everything I needed to do this time of year. Now I'm not going to say that that's going to work great in summer when these fish are ramped up because these fish are a little slow right now. You know, it's it's a little different strike. So I, I don't know, dude. I I feel like I I go with that medium to heavy ugly stick. I think that's a I think it's actually a seven. I think it's a seven, six, seven, eight, something like that. And I've, and I, I got one of those, uh, the Fluger president reels on it. Like one of the bigger version. I can't remember the model. Like 3000 or something. It's yeah. like a 3000 or 4000. Like it's, it's one of the bigger ones that they sell at like one of your, you know, typical stores. And I, I put suffix a 32 on there, 50 pound braid. And I go directly to a 35 or a 45 pound leader. And the thing of it is, is like everybody talks about horse getting, getting these fish in, you set the hook and you want to get it right to the bag. That's not when you're using that light stuff, you got to set your drag. You got to play those fish. Like I had to do the same thing on Saturday. I set the hook and I had to immediately back off the drag and let that fish, you know, take line. And if you're not comfortable with that, then the the light stuff's not going to work. I mean, I took that thing to Canada and I caught fish on it. You know, I, similar setups, but that Abu Silver Max combos, it is a bait casting reel, but it's not like a super high end reel. You know, you're not going to get tons and tons of fishing on those things. They're going to eventually break over a couple years. So if you want something a little bit more sturdy and you want something that's going to last, that's, you know, obviously you're going to need to invest in a setup like that Cabela's tournament predator rod with, you know, maybe a, uh, you get a C4 or something like that on there. You know, that would be what I would do. That would be my ideal setup. If I was going pike fishing, it would be one of the two. I'd have a light setup and then I have a heavier one to try to throw some of those bigger baits. But what do you guys think? Like what, what else? Like what's a really solid economical combo that we would all agree on? I mean, uh, or, oh, and were you going to go? Well, no, no, go ahead. So, I mean, if I were going to do it, if I was, if I'm going up to Canada and I'm going pike fishing, right. Which I actually, it is on my bucket list to do a trip like that, to actually go and catch fish for change and, and just go have a good time. Me too. I'd love to do that. Uh, um, but uh, I would, you know, I'm a musky guy at heart. That's kind of where all my gear lies. It's what I do more than anything else. So 
I would just go with my lighter type of musky setup or what I consider light on the side of musky fishings. It, it would either be like my personal setup that I would use would most likely be like my, I have a Corrado 300, like we talked about with a, uh, the, like a Cabela's Predator. I think it's the eight foot medium heavy. I think something like that would probably do well. And then if I wasn't do like, if I'm talking about something that you could buy, like, I think I would go with what Owen said, probably the same type of rod or like bulldog rods. They make another medium heavy that I think spread around like a hundred bucks. That's a pretty good rod too. And, and probably go with one of those Alajaws 300s or whatever. I, I mean, I don't think you could go wrong with something like that. As far as baits, I'm going to be throwing, you know, raptors, probably like mid medusas, maybe, maybe the whatever, the mini medusas and Shadzilla's, maybe Shadzilla juniors. And I'm just going to let it fly. That's what I've caught pike on, not pike fishing really. So I, I feel like it would work in a place where there's a lot of pike and I was actually looking for them, but I don't know. You said something, Donnie, that might be overlooked too is actually the fly, fly rods for them yeah. as well. Boy, yeah. That's a can that's a can of worms. I I'm never really prepared to to, to open up. <laughs> like I spend enough I got enough friggin' hobbies. The last thing I needed is oh honey, I'm I'm gonna pick up fly fishing now. Oh shit. <laughs> Dude, I suck with a fly rod. Dano's seen my fly rotting. It's not pretty. I did. Uh, I had my first experience fly fishing this year, and uh, I'm definitely going to be doing it some more. I actually picked up a uh, not not a musky sized fly rod, but I did pick up a little uh, fly rod that I might use to catch some trouser trouts or something from Mac Dot Bid a little while back. Sitting uh, in my garage, I haven't done anything yet. With just like all the other fishing stuff, I keep buying, but I can't use because I don't have any time. Exactly. I'm screwed for life. Lynn bought me one this year after going out with a buddy and losing two fish on the fly. Oh dear! She bought, she bought me a rod, so no pressure. I'm screwed now. You have to produce. No I had one on my Christmas list like three years in a row, and no one bought it, and it was a sign. <laughs> a sign from heaven. My brothers, in, my brothers in Christ, don't give me this shit. Maybe your secret Santa will send you one. Ooh. Hopefully not. Yeah. You want, you want to talk about our secret hunk? Secret, secret hunk? Hey, real quick on that pike, there's that Triumph Muskie um, St. Croix rod that's like 150 bucks. They're like seven six. That's also a good, like, pretty solid middle middle line one. See, I, I gonna... told him uh, my my. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, you're fine. I was gonna suggest the 300 size piece of fun reel, a eight and a half foot Okuma EVX rod, which is what 113 bucks on Amazon or 120 bucks on Amazon. So you got a reel at 
80 bucks you got a rod at 120 bucks right there you got a, a, a pretty much you can cast almost any musky bait a smaller one you know uh with that that setup right there and then if he's already got kind of a spinning rod that he's taken in the past you know you you kind of set up your spinning rod heavier you know for you know as we've talked about setting up with you know maybe 50 on it and put put 80 on that the the uh 300 piece of fun and and just let her rip yeah. i mean i don't think you need much more than that that'll throw just about everything i mean what what wouldn't it throw that you would right. want to fish for pike that's what uh i always well like in canada i just leave a i have a like eight six comp shimano compre up there that's an underrated older rod yeah which they like revamped now. I haven't seen one of the new ones. I have the older ones, and they were like clearing those out when I got it. It was like seventy five bucks or something like that. Yeah. But now they're like one fifty for the new newer version, which looks like they kind of like slimmed them down a little bit and whatever. But, uh, but yeah, still one hundred fifty bucks for for that. It's a one piece. You know, no, like the Akumas, I get a little bit frustrated with mine because I can never collapse it half the time but has anyone gotten a fix for that because that seems to be the knock on akumas i think because... soaping them up helps but uh no, you I... have to you have to hit it really hard on your boat dock yeah, yeah but, but and the, then your reel snaps then off. you break your reel yeah then the... <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> there was a rash of like don't reel the leader all the way up. a picture of their tranks cracked you know and everyone's like what trying to put an akuma down yep works for me <laughs> that's the other thing is interesting about this we're talking about rods like dan and i the last canadian pike trip we took the guy the the guy that owns the lodge his son runs all the flights so he runs the uh the boat the uh, plane out yeah and we're loading the gear in and he goes guys i don't know if you've heard about this or not but they make two-piece rods now (laughs) like he was so irritated that that we had to load like and 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 think about this like dan and i and i think at one point they told me that dan had like the record for most weight just in fishing lures <laughs> like like i'm talking five six seven eight hundred pounds because you gotta you gotta factor in all that weight when you go on a fly out like how much gear how much food like you have to be under a certain weight limit for the plane <laughs> and we're pushing like all of us like dan and i both had like six or eight rods with us or more you know more than that and all these baits and stuff and the guy's like trying to jam all this stuff down he's like you know they they make two-piece rods you don't have to fly with all these one-piece rods all the time like that's something that i i don't have any two-piecers really anymore like they don't really make i mean they don't really make two-piece musky rods i mean the only one that i know of is that the cabela's predator musky which i think the only one that comes with two pieces an eight footer Shimano Maybe Tackle Industries makes one. Shimano has one. Yeah, Shimano. The Skix rods are the, they come apart. Two piece. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think really? Saint Croix. What are they? Class or no? Customs. What are the black ones? I don't know. Premieres. Premier. Yeah. They make a two piece. Premier. Those are, I would assume, a little pricier. Yeah, they're still not terrible. They're more than a triumph, but yeah, I think they're less than a mojo. 
no matter how you slice and dice this thing, it's expensive to get into the sport. Yeah. Whether you're pike or musky fishing, there's obviously an investment there that you can't avoid. Yeah, but you can see how easy it would go to be to go just on musky, the musky shop or, you know, Thorn Brothers and not see these options. You know what I mean? And, and pick a musky reel. And I mean, we have all seen it. Like it's a $300 reel and a $300 rod and it's 600 bucks before you've even put a bait in your box yeah mine's expensive too line the shipping right you're you're 800 in before that thing's at your door a right. few liters you know a couple baits so you do you have to watch it and if you do it right i think you can do it a hell of a lot cheaper does anybody else Unless have anything? Ryan yeah you just throw walmart caliber gear and catch fish on it while everybody makes fun out of you. <laughs> hey, uh, I guess while we're talking about it, they have, uh, at least in my local Walmart, they have Shimano Sojourn rods or have lately. Dude, like you guys sixes. have the really you, you and Chautauqua, like Erie and Chautauqua Walmart. There is so much good fishing gear in there. Like Greensburg, no, nothing. It's only good for cotton cordels, freaking rattle traps. Catfish rods. Catfish rods, yeah. Power bait. Trout worms. I mean, our Walmart has more shit than Dick's does. I'll give it that. Yeah. Dick's is terrible. This is a dumpster. Anything. Got a $100 quota. Yeah, that's public lands. It's not. I will say this though. Even that place sucks anyway. Yeah, I mean public lands, I mean it's the same thing. It's it's still a, a basic big box store. You're you're only getting, you know, no disrespect, but you're getting musky mayhem. You know, that's the only brand of bucktail. It's the you know, the only rubber I think is a musky innovation. No, it's not musky, it's uh tackle industries. Tackle industries, yeah, industries. yeah, yeah. super D yeah. or whatever. The China dogs. <laughs> if you guys could have walked in, so I was out out in Oshkosh, Wisconsin for work like years back. Yeah. And I got off work early and I was going to, at that point, I was trying to make it up to the musky shop and I just never, it was like two and a half hours from where we were at or whatever it was. And I was like, I can't do this. I walked into a Dick Sporting Goods there and it was like, I walked into the fishing section. It was like the clouds parted, like the rays of sun came down and it was like oh it was crazy they had the same with the farmer's fleet they had like five rows of musky lures yeah fleet farm has some stuff and uh i've seen on their websites and i was like blown away like that's uh, what's weird because even in canada the the bass pro does not have like this overwhelmingly it's still way better than the ones around here Certainly, yeah. but it's not, you know, it's still the same stuff. It's just a kind of a bigger selection of the same ma- kind of mass produced stuff. You guys would have, you would have absolutely crapped your pants if you would have walked into the Bass Pro up in St. Clair. Dan and I walked in there and they had freaking Bondies on clearance for like $7.99. Oh, really? That's I bought funny. a ton of them and flipped them on eBay. <laughs> Oh, bait flipper! I did, dude. I'm not driving even up like, the prices. I'm you not even. John Bondi. I sold them for like ten. Blacklisted. Blacklisted from John Bondi. That's all right, dude. The the uh, profits, like the Bondi profit, that hard yeah. bait that he used to make. Yeah, I think I got like 
I got a couple of them. They were like eight bucks. I like. Do I you really still like have that those? more. Do you still? It had have the them? aluminum lip on it, right? Yeah. Yes. I you flipped one. those. You flipped those too. I flipped those too. Oh, you messed up there. I, mean, I launched no, those. Those suck. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Get rid of them. I I launched okay. one approximately fifteen miles at Canadota. My line broke and it just went. I've never seen a lure fly that far in my life. Never even hit the water. It just no, landed it, it, in it went slide. through someone's window. Like ended up in crazy. Erie County. Yeah, I was with Tom. I was like, "Watch this cast." It was like <laughs> just like a howitzer. I was like, "Okay, never mind." All right, before we get too far afield here, uh, we've talked about a bunch of baits here. I mean, Ryan, you've said is spinner bait. We've talked about shadzillas we've talked about raptors because one of the tj wanted kind of give he, he said like 10 essential musky baits that that you would have to have in your bag for if you wanted to fish for pike you know that that type of mindset so spinner bait shadzilla type of swim bait uh raptor i.e jerk bait um put a swimming dog on there okay medusa Mid or mini Medusa, but like a you know regular, not a giant one. Well, maybe a giant one. I don't know. But I like those like mid-sized Medusas. Yeah, I do agree pretty with that. well. Bucktail, um, uh, like a smaller bucktail. Yeah, up to like one of you know, obviously not like a nine-eight stagger, but uh, like the Booker tail seven hundred up to like one of your smaller ones. Or like a Meps Marabou. We've done good yeah. on that too. What about like a glider? Because some of the, you know, like we're talking musky baits, say. like musky baits, like some of these like small like Narcans and Keystone King, like some of those little yeah. smaller gliders, like especially I, early season, yeah. the gliders are money for pike. I don't I don't do as well. I guess I also don't throw them as much in the like heat of summer. Like what about small top water? Like <sighs> not the gigantic, you know, fat bastard cannonball juniors, whichever one's the bigger one. Uh, but I don't know. You know I'm what sure else? Work. Top you know what else sucks here is that it, so typically, like and I'll speak for myself, like Dan and I took that trip in like June. So it was kind of like weird because those fish weren't really like super deep. Um, you could probably get away with like, top, like one of the things I would, I would say too, like if you're up in the weeds, like a topwater would be good, like a topwater frog. Cause I know like going back to the, the bass style baits, what about something like that? Like, uh, I don't, I don't even know musky wise, like the toad. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that would be, but back to your topwater, like the Larry Dahlberg stuff is, has been really the only thing I've ever had success on. And that was like, like the, the whopper one, plopper, the whopper plopper, like the one thirties. I feel like those one thirties is they're They're probably like right in that pike range where you could really bang up some fish there, but I just never did it. Cause we were always there in June. And there's one Lord, no one mentioned. I'm hesitant to even mention it. Uh Oh, the creeper Creek chub. The Creek chub, you know, pikey Creek chub. You throw the creek chub a lot? <laughs> no, I I threw it once and caught a like really nice pike on it, 
and I moved it to the lures that are known to catch fish section of my tackle box, and that was the last time I ever threw it. In the orcon. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to touch those <laughs> ones. Then you get your hands all slimy. <laughs> you learn to leave that one in the box. They caught every treble hook on it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> they'll never throw that again. I don't know how many. I don't know how so many that's lures something. I mean, what about trolling baits? There's this. What's his name? No, JJ. I, not not interested in trolling. TJ. No, no. TJ. I think I I think you know he'll he's going to be in Canada, so you can only troll one rod, so that makes it easy. You know that you. Yeah, I think throw in a couple trolling baits. I think the we we talked about the extremes. Greg Tem, uh, the street extreme minis. Right. Maybe maybe some smaller boss shads. Like boss shad doesn't he make like a four point five things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of those type of baits in that four inch range, five inch range would be good. Because I mean, I know Dan's trolled a lot up there, and he's caught a ton of fish on on boss shads, on small bakers, even the five inch. Um, I mean, any of that, any of those types of crankbaits, I feel like would be good up there. But I'd also, I also feel like, would, nobody talks about this lure. This is like a lure that I don't know many people like really fished. One of the first like pike musky lures I ever got into was the Suic baby Cisco's. Nader, Nader, ones? Yeah, have you guys seen those? Nader, have oh, you yeah. seen those? No, I thought you were gonna say yeah, swim whiz. No, no, those baby Cisco's, dude, they are freaking deadly. But they're gonna be like right in the same. They're probably smaller than than Greg's extreme mini. You have to like well, specially cater your tackle to get them to run. Yes, you would I definitely would, need to I throw light imagine. stuff, but I mean, I trolled them. I've caught fish on them trolling. Yeah, and and that's again lighter stuff. But See, I like to run big baits. Like I, I'm sitting here thinking, like seven inch boss shads, seven inch bakers, eight inch jakes, stuff like that. I guarantee you that would work. I mean, we caught a, it worked. We caught pike on those when we were at lake of the woods musky fishing right but you're also inch boss had majority of the time i trolled i caught pike and i caught muskies on it josh had an eight inch jake and he caught i don't i can't even remember how many pike like he didn't catch any muskies on it i don't think but he he caught so many pike that he, he didn't want to take it off uh i mean those bigger baits work too they do, but you're talking 30, 40, 50 bucks a clip there. Whereas like a spoon is like $11. Like I, I like what you said about the Jake and grandma's though, too, because those are economical baits. Like you can get a bigger profile right. for cheaper. Yeah. Right. Right. You I don't mean. have to, right. Yeah. You don't have to buy the expensive paint, you know, the super painted musky baits that we're talking about. Right. But yeah, minnow baits in general, I feel like Pike, I don't know. My experience is Pike seemed to, gravitate to those minnow style baits uh jakes whatever grandma's be some 22 like shorts 22 regulars 20, uh, 22 longs maybe those uh 50 cows I've, I've never really fished those in that scenario you know in a scenario like that but i feel like those would work too yeah those would be solid because those are economically priced too 20 22 24 right. bucks Plus, you got to figure most likely you're going to be beating them off rocks and shit, I would assume. Depending. 
you know, I don't know exactly where he's going, but that's usually the way it is up there from what I Yeah, and it's I probably a, a lake that he's not, you know, super familiar with. So you're going to run. I mean, even when you're familiar with with a lake, you run into some snag issues like you know, it's. Yeah, they're good. That's going to happen. A lot of those super aren't going to have maps. Yeah. And... Right. Super shad wraps. Oh, that's the that right there. That's a, no, OK, that's a lure right there. Dude, Pike love those things. That's I can't believe we mm-hmm. missed that. That's awesome. Fire Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna give all the secrets away. Oh, dude! Fuck. All right, Ryan. Ryan. Jesus. <laughs> Fire Tiger Super Shad. You just give him the GPS coordinates while you're at it. <laughs> We're talking Pike here. We're not talking muskies. We're not talking. That's a that's a very good point because that's a very economic bait. You can buy six of those things and take them up there in different colors and you know or cast. Yeah, Chinese Wileys. You can get those for like I think I got them. You order them in bulk, they come for like three bucks a piece. The no cans is that what they are? (laughs) Yeah. What? Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Knocking, 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 (laughs) knocking boots. They're like Dockin a pikes. metal band named Dokken. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I think of. Yeah, the, the tackle industry nokens or whatever. If you buy like twenty of them at once, they give you get a package deal where it's like three dollars bait. Dude, I wouldn't buy. I don't give a shit how cheap their <laughs> shit is. I wouldn't buy it. I made that mistake one time, my very first thing. And the reason why is because it was cheap. You know, I was like, holy shit, I can buy all this different stuff for. But man, there's a reason why that shit's cheap. I can't remember. I still have. I have one of their. I can't remember what it's called. The Super Shad or whatever. But it's like like 18 inches long or something like that. It's enormous. (laughs) Is that what you're sending for you to your secret hunk? Yes, uh, yeah. secret hunk. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna send them all the stuff that I I can't get rid of at the lower swamp. Yeah, that's, that's so exactly where I I just that box that I've been taking to the lure swap for the last three years is just getting taped up, wrapped in paper, and oh, sent wow, to somebody's they, house. Sent me thirty pounds of baits. <laughs> Uh, so, so our listeners are are caught up on what we're talking about here. We've decided to, since Ryan reads huge on Secret Santas, uh, we decided to do a Secret Santa. We're calling it a, the Secret Hunk. It was and, Ryan's uh, idea, and and we're all sending. We're, we've all got a got ourselves a Secret Hunk, and <laughs> the the go, the goal is you're sending something that is out of your box. You're not going out and buying anything, you know. Nothing super expensive, you know, $40, $50, whatever, 30, between $30 and $50, but something you think the other person needs, would appreciate, or something that you really like and you want the other person to appreciate as well. I'm just going to say right Impossible now. My... meatball. <laughs> New packaging. You're welcome, Nick. New packaging on that bad boy. <laughs> My hunk's gonna get something he or she's gonna love. <laughs> I don't want to give out who who my hunk is, but they're getting a real treat. Thanks, thanks for keeping it gender neutral. 
<laughs> the first crowd we got here tonight. They're gonna love it. Excited about I mean, this. I mean that sincerely. I mean that sincerely. Love it. I'm always jagging, but my hunk's gonna love what they get. I can't I wait to send twenty nokens. I'm sending to Owen. <laughs> They show up. I'm like, damn it, stinky. Colors. <laughs> stinky. Damn it, stinky. Pittsburgh lore kings. Pittsburgh lore kings. These guys will love it. These guys will love it. And call my guy Muskies by Dennis. Lore's also by Dennis. Our cousin Dennis. <laughs> what else do we want to talk about? The old DVE skits. Out. No, we we got some stuff coming up here. Just kind of give a couple of shout outs because did they did they pick a date for the lure swap? Uh they did. Yeah. It was close to the feast of Saint Joseph's. That's all I can remember. Yes. March March twenty first. Is it after Max or before? It is it's not, it's before. not March, is it? It's usually in February. No. I think it's February twenty third. Oh, the banquet's yeah, close to it. Yeah. That's what it was. Banquet's usually March or April. <laughs> yeah. Around St. Joseph's birthday or whatever the heck Nick was saying. Yeah, Nick. Tell him about it. <laughs> Nate. Sorry. Nick, you're on mute. Getting late. <laughs> Banquet's the 23rd of March. Muskie chapter 16. Don't come. The okay, so the banquet. Yeah, when's the lure swap? February sixteenth uh, to the twenty third. I can't remember. Okay, yeah, so it's coming up mid mid February for the lure swap. After Musky Max for the banquet. Yeah, yeah. We got tournaments. We got, the New, York, we got the New York show coming up uh, in February. We got Musky Max coming up in March. So both of those first weekend of <laughs> each month. Right. Uh, I don't know. Is anyone going to go to the Ohio show? I don't know what what the dates of that the uh, that are or that one is. That's still early January. Yeah, I think so. Ryan's smirking I, like he's gone. No, I I had to pick this year whether I was going to do Ohio or New York. Last year I took Ohio. This year I took New York. So when is I, Ohio uh, again? I'm looking it up right now. Ryan does New York. I like I feel that. Like that's yeah. usually right, right around the end of January. Dude, I am looking forward to the New York Muskie Expo, and me too. I I talked to Katia a little bit yesterday. I'm going to be doing a little bit of video stuff up there, but look at that, the yeah. Ohio Muskie Show, January 26th, 27th, and 28th. Yeah, so it's the week before New uh, York. Yeah, New York. Yeah. Does Does that have a uh, a vendor list on there, Nick. Oh boy! Doesn't ask all the hard got any, Anything exciting going on there? Because I would assume yeah. Ziggy would be there. Yeah, let's yeah, see. Vendors for twenty twenty four: Lunge Log, Central Ohio Chapter of Muskie Zinc, Smutly Dog, Stealth Tackle, B and N Tackle, Extreme Lures, Chaos Tackle, Marshall Custom Tackle, Thorn Brothers. Tony Grant's Cave Run Guide Service, Greg Thomas Battle of the Beast Guide Service, Crashes Landing, Mountain Muskie Lodge, the Ohio Husky Muskie Club, 
Boggs Custom Lures, Musky Road Rules Clinics, Widowmaker Lures, Trophy Time Leaders, Red October Baits, Matt's Real Repair, Musky Mistress, Moore's Musky Lures, Adams Custom Lures, Shimano Sledgehammer Lures, London Lures, Ohio Musky Guide Service, Boss Shed, Musky Hunter, Aquatrack, High Seas, and Musky Mayhem Tackle. So Ziggy was not listed. That's a bummer. Nick, you were very fluent in that. I got to say, you know. Yeah, did you even take a breath? Yeah, he hired hired for voiceovers. (laughs) Yeah, you you could give Morgan Freeman a run for his money. That's not the first time he's done that either on this podcast. Actually, why don't you give us, you should give us a rundown on the, what's the New York list right now so that our listeners listeners get it. Dude, that's that's going to be harder because that's Facebook. Yeah. How lucky is Wade? Geo voice though. Oh, which one? <laughs> a Nat Geo. Oh, National Geographic maybe. voice. Do a National Geographic topless too. Hold on. Twin Peaks. Imagine, imagine Wade gets to listen to this in in bedtime stories every night. That's right. We just went over Tad and Dad in the night. It's a good one. <laughs> good night, Moon. Yeah, Good Night Moon's a great one. Oh, brown bear, brown bear. Shout out to all the brown bears. That was more of like bears. That was a give a moose a muffin. I I love that one. Hungry, hungry caterpillar. You're not fucking with the mice. You just go right to the hell are you guys talking about? (laughs) You're supposed to read to your kids. Musky books. (laughs) Musky books. (laughs) Donnie's like, high times. Don't read high times. Oh, shit. That one happens. Sour. Yeah. sour. We read Good Night Ocean here. Good Night Ocean. Good Night Water Bong. Yeah, Good we'll night. we'll get the uh, New York list on the next episode. <laughs> Good night. Good night, plant. There's a lot of good vendors for New York, man. There it are. is really, yeah. really shaping out to be a really good show. Check good out the later. Facebook group, New York Muskie Expo 2024. <laughs> it's not, not a comprehensive list. It's like good night, lighter. I messed up by inviting my family. Well, Owen messed up by telling me to invite my family to the Musky Nights. Or, I mean, the yeah. uh, New York show. That was before everybody else was coming. Oh, dude, I screwed up last night, too. Dan Dan, Dan booked a room for us for Friday night. And it, he was like, I will leave Saturday. And I was just thinking he had he wanted to leave Saturday. So I, I talked Dan into driving up to New York on Saturday so we could stay up there and hang out and do like the lure swap and the karaoke stuff and like yeah hang out and then be there sunday to kind of wrap up and i i like messaged dan and i was like i'm i think i'm gonna get a hotel room d's gonna come up and then he replied back was like i booked the second night because i didn't i thought you wanted to stay i'm like oh what a pickle three's a company yeah Yeah. so you can give d the weekend off she actually wanted to do it. I was like, all right, you want to go? Let's go. Let's do it. But you got to drive up by yourself in the winter on Saturday. That yeah. was, wasn't was it terrible weather last year on the opening? I think last year they said it was pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> I was freaking died on the the exit ramp by, uh, by uh, what's Hogan's Hut. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Was that stove? Talk was iced over by then. That'd be nice. I can't remember. It was that morning, but like the next day or no, something like that. Because it was like single digits the first day last year, I think. It was cold and it was like freezing rain. Yeah. Got there and walleye fish with bondies. These damn muskies keep eating my. Trying to catch yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting excited <laughs> for the New York show. Honestly, I am. Yeah, yeah I am good. too. And I'm, That's I'm excited for Musky Max because we never know what the, you know, the, this new venue change is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I think we should have Sean on and kind of see if any of our listeners have any questions for, for him. You know, that we can ask him on the podcast, kind of, you know, about what to expect, anything different, because we've been at, you know, the Max has been at, uh, you know, the Printscape, for, what, since 2019? Uh, more than that, 2017? 16? Wow. I don't know about that. Maybe. My first if- one I ever went to, which I think was 2018, was at Printscape. Printscape, yeah. He would remember that. It's his first... Before yep. that, it yeah, was in that... Cranberry. It was in Can. It was uh out at the uh, out of Moon Township. Yeah, that... I think probably 2018 is probably right around the first year it was at Princecape. So I think so, it yeah, so in... it's now going to be at the Washington Mall, like uh, in a mall. So I've never been there, so I don't know. I don't know what to expect, man. Like, are there are there businesses open? In the mall, or is the only business is Mac? I know Mac Discount is in in that building. It's a bit uh, of a sad mall. Okay, like a well, trinket like mall, like a trinket mall. Yeah, a little bit. Like there's like a place that sells toffee. Like my dad made me drive there <laughs> once to like buy toffee for his boss. Dude, and that, I was like, <laughs> that place. My aunt loves that place. Like for That's some a, reason. Yes. It, if, and my dad made me take him down there, and I was like, "Man, this mall, like, you know, Beaver Valley Mall seems like the friggin' Mall of America compared to it." Oh wow, that's bad. That that's so really that bad. you yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it's pretty. It's on par to like Beaver Valley Mall. I feel like, but okay. like half the size. I feel like that's not how you initially but, described it, but we'll let but you off. Better the toffee, there. apparently. I didn't want to slander the Beaver Valley Mall, or yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to pump down Musky Max either. Listen, it's the same deal that I've been telling everybody is it's a change in venue. We all love Princecape. Like it, it was the perfect venue. It any musky max is better than no musky max because it sucked in 2021. When we didn't have max. It really sucked. So I'm sure well, it'll be. We, I mean, do we I think would there be a benefit to having Sean on to to Oh yeah, we want to get them on. Exp- yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd really like that because I got a ton of questions as to you know the setup. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Will there be like a an admission fee? Like, can oh, you charge an be. admission fee to a mall? Yeah, I, I, I mean, think there'll I, be a there setup. To, there there'll be a setup. Be like, it. it has to be only one entrance. You know, it's got to be limited to you know you, you it's got to be limited to one entrance in and out, just like Princecape. You know, you had the one hockey hockey board entrance. Uh, yeah, but how do you know. do that? In yeah, a, that's in the what I'm saying. Like, I'm picturing like, like I, I mean, a few weeks ago we went to 
shout out Beaver Valley Mall again, but the, my wife took me to a craft show type yes. thing at the Beaver Valley Mall, and it was just like uh, that's what I'm envisioning the what the Muskie Max is going to kind of be like this year. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, mean there it was just bo- like, booths set up. It's like tables and booths walkway of the mall. So like I, I and that's the part where I'm like if, if that's how it is I don't know how you could charge admission for that and stuff and other but stores were open curious. like what yeah. 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 yeah all the other stuff was going on typical mall fashion it's just like in, in the middle of the mall and all the walkways and everything there was people so at, set up with their booths you know so at this Washington mall or whatever if, if there's a fudge store, like what are there other open stores? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Toffee, apparently. Toffee. Yeah, like, sorry, the toffee's not, the toffee's not mm-hmm. in the mall. The toffee's in the mall. I just, I just looked it up on the map. I think they moved outside the mall. Mm. I don't know. I, when I go down <laughs> that Mac, that Mac discount all the time, there's a rural King there. There's like, all sorts of stuff attached to that mall, but the top, at least last year, the, that random ass toffee shop. Oh, was maybe it's still there. I don't know. I could be way wrong because I don't go there. But... There's like, there's a model shop in there that sells like model trains. Like th- these are the things that I remember from being in there. <laughs> there's no doubt that it's going to be interesting. And there's no doubt in my mind that Sean's going to have it figured out. So, Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure. I mean, like you said, there's still going to be guys selling musky baits. So, you know, and if there's no admission, also, that's even cooler. Well. But I just, I'm just trying to envision it, and I don't see how it would. Like, well, I, well, have I was guys, even thinking, like, if it was cordoned off, you know, if there was like they did something interior to it, like, what would stop someone from like dipping under in a spot? Like, I, I just can't visualize it. I guess. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. They, is the food court still open there? I couldn't tell you. Because I was looking at food Cinnabon? options. I have no idea. Huh? Can you get a Cinnabon? Do you get Cinnabons there? Well, maybe. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's that kind of mall, guys. <laughs> Man. We got to get Shaw. He should have done it at the Beaver Valley Mall. They had a at hot least, Sam's there. Yeah, could yeah. at least get some Chick-fil-A and some uh, Annie Ann's. Hey, uh, real quick, the Musky Max 2017 was in Cranberry at the Double Tree, and 2018 was in um, Moon. So 2019 would have been the first year for Prince Game. Okay. Sounds right. Yeah. Is there going to be mm-hmm. enough room there for even more vendors? I mean, last Musky Max was, I mean, it was maxed out. I don't know. We'll see, man. None of us know. <laughs> yeah. We have no I idea. I was gonna try. I was gonna try. I'm looking at the map here. There? Do we have? I mean, does he have a a vendor list or anything out for that yet? It's not uh, up on the site. It's yet. not up on the site, Nothing. but the map is up on the site in the sense that it shows where the Musky Max corridor is, and it's yeah. I mean, it's literally just like going down the hall of of the mall, and then it kind of dips down. There's like a bigger section. Um, I don't know if that's the food court or what. I can't really. By where the rural king is. That's where they sell the chickens. I was going to say Nick can go get chickens. (laughs) 
Hey, uh, hey, Ryan, there's a Ollie's bargain outlet there. Oh, there you go. I was going to mention Ryan. that. I was okay. going to say, isn't that, can't we get our pike outfit there? Get our rod and reel from Ollie's? Yeah. Ooh, yes. You never know. Ollie's, Is there an Ollie's there? Uh-huh. I'm looking okay. at their at their website. A couple of military recruiters, uh, Toffee <laughs> House, Spirit <laughs> Halloween, Verizon. I will say this. I did see the picture of the Musky Max banner right next to the Spirit Halloween, like in the front of the mall. And I just like, initially I was like, oh boy. The Spirit yeah. Halloween near my house mysteriously turned into a Hickory Farms. It's an old Toys R Us. Like that's a lot of summer sausage. <laughs> Our Toys R Us turned into a, uh, oh, what are they? Planet Fitness. Yeah, they do that. <laughs> so Ryan E, since you're uh, not going to be making it in this year for Musky Max, what's your what are your what are your show plans? No show plans this year. Fishing plans. Oh. So, so does that mean? So so are you working out like a side deal with one of one of us to you know put some money in escrow and go to one of these shows and buy it and like walk around with a video to see, and have you pick out what you want. I mean, we might have to come to that. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your bag. You can yeah. buy them off. You have just as good a chance as everybody else. When I put them on the suit <laughs> for double price. I'm the, I'm the only bait flipper in this group. Stinky. <laughs> and a 10. What else do we got here? Today? My my thirty dollar meatball I just bought. <laughs> you get one hundred twenty bucks for that bad boy. What's what's the meat made out of? Fucking assholes! Don't half get and me half. Started. Ham and pork. Don't, don't get me ham started. Ham and uh, beef. <laughs> don't get me started. He says. All right, we got a bunch of coming up here. We're looking forward to. Does anybody have any fishing plans? I'm going tomorrow with Netboy. That's right. You're going tomorrow. Looking for the mm -hmm. queen. Anybody else? Nope. I got kid stuff all weekend. I'm fishing this weekend. I thought Nick's shaking his head no. Maybe I'm not fishing this weekend. I thought I was fishing with Nick this weekend. Oh, maybe Sunday? Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. I don't like to it's reveal possible. my hand, Donnie. Yeah, Nick All is right, like well, the silent assassin. Okay, my bad. Sorry, I didn't mean to burn you, Nick. Nick yeah. doesn't even Nick doesn't share share info with anyone. I kicked doesn't off my share any info with anyone in this group anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fish to be able to share info. That's right. Dads don't fish. Dads, dads That's don't true. fish. My, my casting season kicked off good. Thanks for asking. It's great. Not this weekend, but probably I'm going to try to get out around Christmas because usually everybody's tied up. I'm going to be out there fishing, so we'll see. But, I respect that. You're like screwed up family plans. Yeah, that's how it works every year. We used to go up to Erie Steelhead fishing on Christmas, and it was wonderful because there was nobody there ever. It was great. Loved it. So who knows? Might do that. We'll see how it goes. I ain't got nothing else though. Everybody right. looks tired. Yeah. 
I've had to pee for about 45 minutes. The Your eyeballs are starting are, to float. Still sitting in my pee pants right now. The Mick, <laughs> the Mick Ultras if are... pee in your pants is cool, consider me Miles, Miles Davis. Davis. Dude, my, my drunk is turning into a hangover, like mid... Like as we wah, go. So. You, ran out, you ran out of wine. The wine was invented by the Romans for orgies. <laughs> Thanks for that fun fact. <laughs> All right, boys. You must be great Time at to wrap up, wrap up. <laughs> well, we'll be back with an episode next week, and uh, hopefully, we'll have Ryan E back because we gotta have we gotta open up. We gotta do the hunks, uh, you know, gift exchange. Maybe we'll do that episode after. We'll we'll see. We'll figure that out. Can we open them live on the on the hunks thing? No, yeah, nobody we, reveals their baits until, until the episode. Yeah, I think, I think we should. Good yeah, and then we could talk about it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Actually, why I think we, it's a great episode. Why yeah, we great sent idea. it? Ryan can talk about how much he loves his impossible meatball. Well, which Ryan? We'll have. Oh, to can't wait to see my China Wileys. So wait and see. Hello. Somebody <laughs> wants uh, some cologne. <laughs> I hate this stuff so much. You have no idea how much I hate this. Dude, I'm giving the free line that I got from Tackle Industries. I pulled a bait out for somebody earlier, reluctantly, but I did it. Did it come out of the case? No. 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 If, if li- listen, if I would have pulled somebody that would see, I can't. I can't ruin this. Yeah. I can't ruin it. I can't go there. I had, I, I had, I literally had like, whenever this first came up, I was like, I'm not doing that. And then you guys are like, well, oh, we'll make it a hunks, a secret hunk. And I'm like, all right, I can uh, do I'll that. Look. Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, I went through and I pulled a bait out for each one of you guys that I thought you would like. And then I was like, I did the stupid little auto picker thing and I got my name and I'm sitting here like, I could do so much with this because it could, I mean, if you think about personalities, like you guys are all different, like we're all different. Right. Oh yeah. And I'm trying to take into account, like most of you guys cast and I really have a crappy casting selection of lures, you know, like, I don't know. Not just, in it's, a it, couple days when that bait shows up at it, your it's, house. It's interesting <laughs> to think through this. Like if you were to do this, like throughout, say you did this throughout the year, not just this time of year, like be interesting how everybody's personality is different, how everybody fishes differently. I think that's really interesting to kind of like try to hit that where you, like Owen said, you, you try to pick something that they'll appreciate out of your own collection because we're all different. Right. I'm trying to think of it as like, what is something that I really appreciate that like, I think someone else, the other person would also appreciate, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know how to put it. Like, you know, it's something that. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, actually get that person out of their comfort zone. Something you have confidence in that you can get them to have confidence in as well. Don't, exactly. Don't, don't. Because because if you're sending something that you have confidence in, that's going to make me think, that's going to give me confidence in it, if that makes sense. Don't you send me a tough shad. Don't even send me a tough shad. I will send it Return back to sender. you. I will send it back to you the next day. Priority overnight. Uh, <laughs> that, 
It'll be in my swap box. Yeah. Did I say it on here that I feel really confident in Daredevils? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to put another side wager on this, though? First person catch a bait on the fish or on the bait. Uh, Catch a fish on the bait they got from the secret hunk. Yeah, sure. I think that should be part of it. That should be part of it. Yeah. yeah. Side pot. <laughs> Owen went in. 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 He, he went in. First hard. person to catch a fish on the bait that they uh, get gifted to them gets another bait from every other hunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Ooh, that. that's gonna up up the stakes a little bit. Up the Ow. ante here. G- it gives gives you an fish, fish that bait. Uh, that's is... a tough. That's a tough ask, man. You're sending a lure to somebody that you f- think they don't fish, but you have confidence in. It'd be like you need to fish this exclusively <laughs> till you catch something on it. Yeah, that's rough. This is my nightmare. So this yeah. is a freaking nightmare. Ryan's just thinking like, oh man, I hope somebody sends me husky jerks. Somebody please <laughs> send me a husky jerk. I will produce fish on that here in a couple weeks. Like, I wonder, like, I wonder how many people do stuff like this. Like, how many friend groups out there? Because that's kind of a cool idea. Like, just amongst friends to have competitions like this. You know, and, and yeah. to do this stuff like that's that's a it's a it's a sweet idea. I just I feel like people. I don't know. I feel like we've we haven't really done this ever. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? I, like how many people do that? I like the lure swap idea. I'm not a competition guy. I like to fish at my own pace and not catch anything how I want to not catch anything. Are okay? you going to feel stressed out? Are you going to be like, nah, I can't, yes, yeah, I'm going to feel I'm already stressed about it. <laughs> You can be down at the point. Day day one. Don't you burn me, Mister Nick? <laughs> I didn't say what. Oh, this guy. Oh, uh, you're right. He, the, the point he, of press Instagrams himself with the waving the Steeler flags outside <laughs> the stadium, trolling by. That's a different searching me. for seventy. That's a different point. Way different spot. Way yeah, the different. point. The point where the yawk runs into the uh, the mon. That's where I'm talking. Ooh, that point. Oh, that, that point. No wonder you didn't get my yellow <laughs> towel reference earlier. We weren't even on the same page. In the same area. I thought you were fishing in front of Hyde's Field. Yeah, I was. I was just joking. I was trying to get people <laughs> off the scent. <laughs> All right. Well, this won't drop till Sunday, so you're good till then. It's a long it's been a long day. <laughs> All right, everyone everyone try to get their baits in the mail by the end of this week. Everyone no, tomorrow's Friday. So probably by like Wednesday. I gotta get yeah, my like, quick. Yeah, like by Wednesday next week. Nick, just so you know, I'm shipping your baits out from the Chautauqua showdown. That is not related to this. Okay. So <laughs> when you get that box, it is not this. You can open that one. All right. All right, I gotta do you that. Can send told- those to me. I told D I, I was like gonna need to run ones. down the post office tomorrow because they're sitting here in a package box for what five, six months now. I don't even remember what they are, so perfect. Well, I gotta be honest with you. Like Christmas. What there a was, surprise. There was three baits in there and I took one and fished one That's quite a, quite a few times, but I put it back in the box. <laughs> okay. So it's back in there. There's three perfect. baits. You have in to there. figure out which one it is, which one got fished. <laughs> Yeah, you'll know right away as soon as Did you it catch any it. fish. 
Because it's gonna lure no, Ash but and thank shit. God I didn't snag and lose it because <laughs> I snagged and lost one of Owen's lures on Saturday. So. Uh, I get, there's more where that came from. I know it's like I swear to God to you, it's like six inches under the surface, just buried into the side of a log. Dude, I'm waiting in there. I'm gonna get them all. Yeah. Good luck. That's You'll my, probably that's die. My, that's for my lore swap. You're going to have several piercings because of all of the freaking lures that are stuck in that area. It's going to be better than the STD I got from Twin Peaks, so. <laughs> True. All We're right, call this Alleg- allegedly, yeah. allegedly. 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 Yeah, Time of death, 11.14 p.m. All right. Bye. Good night. All right, boys. Have a Thanks, good one. Ryan. See Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for jumping on, Thanks, guys. Ryan. Thanks, Gary. See you guys. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.